on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Move over, Albus Dumbledore. Google is fighting against the dark arts by ridding the world of websites who shall not be named with their new site name feature. Hopefully you've been studying abroad, Match, because Google's latest test could be a hint at a future with fewer match types. Herd your loins, people. A new audio ad format is rolling out on YouTube. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shop. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on October 21st, 2022. <laughs> I forgot the Friday in there. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for what is sure to be a perfect show from here on out. <laughs> Greg Finn, what's new with you? Well, for anybody who's just tuned in this year, the year 2022 was supposed to be the year of Greg coming into it. PPC Greg, um, anybody else that was like identified as a Greg or just if you felt like it, we're going to make this the best year ever. The last update I think I gave was right after Q1 and the the wheels have fallen off <laughs> of the Yag. And it's it's like so comical. I, the update, the last update I gave was May 13th. Um, the name of the show was Google's My Ad Center lets you bid sensitive categories ado. And my update at the time, well, we'll get into like the good the good part of this, was that my physicalness needed work, but that um, I think I said a lot of them are doing good, some are doing bad. My parenting family is a ten out of ten. I'm crushing it. That is what I said, and we record on Wednesday, so it was May 11th, literally the day that this came out, I found out I'm getting divorced. The 13th, when the show came out. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, and I'm I like. I didn't know it was that day. It was that day, and I'm like, I'm like, I, I just gave myself a 10. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. Like, parenting, parenting, parenting 11 out of 10. Okay, yes, yeah, I've got that done. But everything is now assigned and all that. And the good news is that for the physicalness, for the past five months, it's been zero Greg 30 over here. And <laughs> I am in the best shape of my life. I am down 30 pounds. And I was looking back at this show trying to see what ridiculous thing I said. Um, obviously, the most incorrect statement I've ever made in my life. And I just like, hey, you know what? The physicalness is there. I'm running the fastest ever. I'm working out. I've got tons of good stories about this. But I've got everything signed. Everything's good. And appreciate y'all if um, for for sticking this out. And I know I haven't been probably as funny as, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever funny, but it's it's been a, a a slog. But it's actually been awesome doing the show and and hearing from everybody out there. So that's a little update on on the year of Greg. It actually might turn out for the it best. could be it's great. Be, You've got honest. another it's not over. Yeah. Yeah. And Killing I'm it. proud of you for your physicalness, but you can be nicer to past Greg too and not no, no. take these evil screenshots of my Don't, friend past you Greg. Have done these that. aren't evil screenshots. It's just me from when I was saying the last year of Greg update. And can you imagine the screenshots I could take of myself if I was brave enough to watch the YouTube video? Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. 
Yeah, but I've got all kinds of fun stories. And I, th- I got a feeling my life is going to be even more crazy. So crazy, good, fun, you know, interesting. So, and another yeah. great thing that's coming your way. If you're listening to this, Taylor Swift's new album is probably out. Look at that. Good news all around. Probably? Yeah. I don't know for sure. And I've been joking for like her last few albums. I'm like, your oldest tried and true fans are old now and we're moms. And we cannot stay up until midnight for these album releases. And what is she doing now? She called the album Midnight's. So it's just like laughing at me. Like I have to stay up until midnight. And now she's promising a 3 a.m. chaotic surprise. I just have to draw the line somewhere. I'm sorry, Taylor. That is rough. Maybe it's just about the candy, the Milky what Way. What if she like the concert tickets go on sale and I get a terrible seat because I don't stay up until 3 a.m.? Let's be real. You're going to stay up. If yeah, that's you're going to stay up. What are you talking about? Yes, but I'll be back. I'm sure my song for the playlist next <clears throat> week is going to be from the new album. So really exciting time. Jess, what's new with you? Um, speaking of being a mom and things we don't do anymore, we don't get hickeys. And <laughs> I have a bruise on my neck that I had to explain to my mother because I thought we were getting pedicures and she was sitting on this side of me where it is. And I thought for sure she's staring at it. She thinks I have a hickey. My son bit me like a van, like not a vampire, like a zombie and like tried to pull it out because he was angry. And but yeah, I That's my mom didn't scary. even notice. And I was sitting there nervous, sweating, thinking that she thought her 34 year old married daughter. Had is he going to be a vampire for Halloween? No, no, he's going to be a police officer. He said vampire for a month and then saw the cop costume and was like, I need that. Biting anyway. the candy only. Yeah. So if you see it, it's not a hickey. It's a love bite for my son. <laughs> And we have a couple updates here, housekeeping, before we get into the show. Number one, a reminder about our fabulous P-Min stickers. You can look at my screen if you haven't seen them. These are celebrating everyone's favorite, least favorite Google Ads campaign type. This was part of 2022, wasn't it? Or was it earlier? P-Min? Yeah, it's part of the year of Greg. The Yog? Yeah, P-Max. You said slog, by the way. Does that stand for something? What? Slog? Slog. Yeah, you oh, said it's dude, been a slog. A, I thought that was like yog. That's a word of like just a crap fest, I think. <laughs> oh, I don't great. know if that's the a Merriam-Webster definition definition of it, but. Well, I feel like Performance Max was also part of your stress, so we just needed to make a great sticker about it. Um, so if you want one of these for free, we need you to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.marketingoclock.com. You can find a link in the description of this video to a form you can fill out, and we will send one your way. Um, so again, just subscribe to us on YouTube and we'll send one out. Also, we have a fabulous new episode of the agency scoop ready for you to listen to. This is our CGO at Cypress North, Jill Fetcher's podcast. She is sitting down with Katie Krozik this month of 19 ideas. It's another agency here in Buffalo. They're talking about all of their like cool interior decorations and just swapping agency stories. It's a really great episode. So tune into it wherever you're listening to this. Greg, what is the news this week? All right. First up this week, it's the year of profit here for Google. And there's some huge news that dropped on Friday last week. Google tried to make this into two different stories, but this is just one story. Don't get it twisted. There were two different posts, uh, one stating about the fact that there are now site names on Google search. So they're called site names and it shows above the URL, so you'll be able to see what the actual site is, which is great. So it hopefully will help to stop people from phishing attempts and things like that, or it's pretending to look like different sites. And the other news is that Google Ads will now use the term sponsored, but in reality, 
there is going to be new site names and larger favicons on the ad. So the site names and the icons are going to be for organic search and for ads. Hmm. Now, there's a couple different things I'll talk about the, the technical ways to get the the site names on your actual site itself. But the other element is there will now all ads will be uniform with sponsored in black text, not next to the URL, but above it and to the left. Can I say I have had <clears throat> a really big clicking on ad problem since it switched on my phone to the sponsored. Oh, weird. Really? Because Google says that part of helping you make sense of the information you see is ensuring the ads are clearly labeled. And that is me. Which is why our label will now be featured on its own line in the top left corner of search ads. We also want the label to be prominent and clear across different types of paid content. And if you look at this, the ad is no longer in line with the URL. And I don't know what people are doing with this. Like Barry Schwartz is like, you might see a drop in ads. You're not going to see a drop in no. anything. Matt Southern over on Search Engine Journal wrote a post literally calling it, Google makes ads more distinguishable from organic results. Love you, Matt. I don't know what planet you're living on because this is literally like looking exactly at organic results. Now, and you're not putting the sponsored in line. You're putting it above. You're going to have a higher verticalness of, mm -hmm. of, of the ad takes space up. It's going to push organic down further. In no realm is anybody going to see their click-through rates on ads drop. It's only going to go up, and there are going to be more people. You do this for a job and can't mm -hmm. figure it out. Yeah. Well, hopefully I will now, but I've clicked on maybe five ads this week. Support it's your bad. industry. I know. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So- you can easily, well, you can try to get this into the organic side by using schema. And one thing that you can do is you can use um, uh, the type as a website. And then what you have to do there is you have to put in the name and that's what will be pulled in. There's some on YouTube right now, you can see what it looks like. It's an example that they gave us example company, but you just put the name in and make sure that's your site name. Um, and that's all good. And a little bit not is clear on the ad side. It seems like it's rolling out to select advertisers now. Ginny at ads liaison Twitter handle said over the coming weeks, business names and logos will begin to show on mobile search ads to help users identify the source more easily. This is a beta and more advertisers will be eligible over time. For eligible advertisers, we'll add your business name and logo when detected on your landing page to your campaign. Hmm? Mm. I can't just put that in. I don't want you to do that. And then she says, you can review, remove, or add, the, or, or add these details when eligible. By default, we'll show you the domain from your display URL in a blue globe. Why wouldn't they do that for organic listings? <laughs> I mean, I have some theories. Oh, yeah. I think everybody listening has the same exact theory. I think everybody's right. <sighs> so that's um, come out. And then there was also a question saying, will this business logo name be shown in the preview tool anytime soon? And Jenny said, yes, you'll see the business name or logo in the ads preview when you add them. For now, this is available at the campaign level, but you can select multiple existing campaigns when you're adding a business name or a logo. So, Finster Thomas, click through rates going up, organic traffic going down big time. Wow. It's great for Team Paid. Hey, if you need help, call us. Call us. We can help with the organic side too, folks. Call us. 
All right. From 9 to 5, Google, by way of Glenn Gabe, shout out to BFF of the show for tweeting. Looking to advertise to podcast listeners? YouTube expands 30-second audio ads said to be the second most popular podcast listening destination. Those are Glenn's words. And then if you read the article, um, they did YouTube cited a source Edison podcast consumer tracking report for Q1 of 2022 in the U.S. There's some data behind that. The um, ads will be purchasable from Google Ads and Display and Video 360. In case you forgot, and I did, these were released in beta back in November of 2020. I think a lot of us just blocked that whole year from memory, so no worries. At the time, these ads were described as audio-only background ads, basically that only play when you're listening to content in the background on desktop. So with the global rollout, the ads will now reach people on audio surfaces and in listening first states. So it sounds like it's a little bit broader than that. And they've also added a podcast targeting option so that brands and agencies can focus on audio programming listeners. This is one of the most asinine things that they've ever released. You think? Yeah, I do. Because on YouTube, you cannot play YouTube with your phone screen locked. That's why it says desktop, I think. Right. Well, the beta was desktop only. Yeah. Who listens to podcasts on their desktop only? Me. You do? You just go to YouTube. But you don't go to Spotify or anything like that? It depends. Sometimes the one I listen to every day is up on YouTube first. Okay. So I'll go there. I feel like many people listen to like podcasting because you're listening to us now and you're out and about. You're in Mm -hmm. the car. You're killing a commute, you know, killing time on the commute. You're mowing the lawn, things like that. And YouTube doesn't work on mobile. <laughs> you have to leave your phone unlocked. It's so yeah. embarrassing. Who could do and that? And your battery's yeah. going to die. I do it in the car sometimes if I really want something. That's only on YouTube. And it wouldn't you know be a what? podcast, yeah. Neil is like Scrooge McDuck swimming in gold doubloons here with this <laughs> money he's making it there. It's, it's ridiculous. That's just the stupidest thing ever to launch podcast-only ads for something that is a platform that hates mobile users. How could you listen to it? Would you go to YouTube Music to try to get podcasts? No, you got to go to that slash podcast page that they have, right, to explore. And then you got to keep your phone on the whole time? Get uh, get lost. (laughs) Take a hike, Neil. Okay, well, you'll have to let me know what you think of these updates. Yeah, there's more, (laughs) right, Jeff? Yeah, because they are sharing a couple of new ad formats with us the youtube team so the first one i have here is called moment blast Ugh, love it like look stud <laughs> i like moment, moment blast. blast blast that moment get it no that sounds like something <laughs> oh something bad. oh youtube says these are designed for brands looking to raise awareness during key moments like major sporting events movie releases or product launches so they don't say anything about music videos but i feel like there's a couple of really big music video premieres coming out this weekend. And I don't know, our girly Taylor Swift is like often at the forefront of these things. So maybe it has something to do with that. Any so thoughts? The forefront of a moment blast. This right could now. be the 3 a.m. surprise is all I'm saying. <laughs> Get out of here. Stop besmirching my story. These can run on YouTube select content on connected TVs and other devices, plus a branded title card and optional masthead. Hey, Alexa, play summer for me. Cruel summer? No, isn't that a song? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> There's like no examples. Yeah. I really feel like they're announcing it ahead and somebody's going to do it with her music videos. You know what? I These truly think. Are, it's BMs. All right. <laughs> I don't want to be surprised with that at 3 a.m. either. 
Okay, see if you can do anything terrible with this one. (laughs) (laughs) They announced their expanding product feeds to discovery ads. So if you aren't familiar with these, they add a listing of products to your ads, which enables viewers to easily tap through and make a purchase. They have an example here of these lovely cat toys. (laughs) Cat person, Jess Bud, what is that green dot cat toy? So they have have the cat like whip thing. Like what do you call it? Oh, they're balls. Then they have a fish. So it says soon product feeds will also include local offers, allowing brands to show real-time availability for products in their Google Merchant Center so people can find the most convenient place to buy. The point is there's these new YouTube things happening. They didn't show us any examples besides the stupid cat toy ad. (laughs) So I feel like we're going to see examples here in the next few weeks, and they're going to be during Taylor Swift music video premieres. Okay, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and this comes from LinkedIn by way of of actually two different people. Um, I saw it first from Dan Trollton, but I believe it was Benjamin, Benjamin W. I don't know what the W stands for, Shep. Should I? No, no, I don't. We'll go with Washington. We'll call him Walter. Oh, wholesome. There we go. So this is actually fairly large. So this is a beta option that you can either have on or off and the beta is broad match keywords that's the name of it and it says you can have it on use broad match keywords for your entire campaign control who sees your ads with precise brand controls clear insights on what keywords are working for your campaign huh Mm. features that help google ads automatically improve your keywords or off Use keyword match types. So everybody started panicking saying phrase match, exact match is going away, which you're probably right. It might not be as fast as you think, but this is a very damning test or, you know, um, beta that you could be in where you can say there is only broad match matching in a campaign. We've said this was the future for a long time. (laughs) Yes. And everybody's panicking. Nicole Farley reached out to Ginny and Ginny said match types are not going away. This is a limited beta test, or this is a limited beta to test workflow simplification and new features tied to match type for advertisers interested in using broad match for their whole campaign. We don't have anything else to share at this time. So confirming, that's what I got this, that it's a limited beta and that it is all broad match in there. I would be very curious, and I don't know how you would ever be able to show this, but if you choose off and use keyword match types and then go with all broad match, if anything would be different. Because it sounds like they're adding some new things in if you go with the broad match keyword option. I don't think they're adding new things in. You don't? No, I didn't I didn't read that and, and get anything about new from that. Clear insights on what's working and oh, features that's just that fake. help. That's propaganda. Oh. Okay. Okay. You're not getting any insights. Okay. I think Melissa Mackey, power listener of the show, was saying today that many of her accounts you see um, 75% of search terms are hidden. I don't know what, what insights you're getting. Okay, so they're you just get, trying to make you feel No, so. they're like, hey, Performance Max, you got all these insights. You get nothing. Okay. And you like it. Just like, like this is, and I wouldn't mind this if you could actually see that data, mm-hmm. but it's being taken away under the guise of pie. Whatever. I it's it's coming sooner than later. You don't set up a test like this. You don't make this beta if it's not coming. 
We've said that about other things. So next Ever step. Right every time. Name yeah. one thing I've been wrong about. Other than the 10 out of 10. Other than the 10 out of 10. That was my only one. <laughs> Branded content on Facebook Reels is launching globally. That means that all creators who comply with the partner monetization policies and branded content policies are eligible. I thought we were calling these standards, or is that just for ads? Uh, they're called assets, I believe. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> From the announcement, creators can now use the branded content tag tool, which shows up as paid partnerships with as a label, on Facebook Reels in their organic posts, and then tagged brands can easily convert those Reels into branded content ads that will show with a sponsored with label all creator content which features or is influenced by a brand or product for an exchange of value which they define as a monetary payment or free gift must also tag that business and then once tagged the business partner will be notified and receive certain metrics about your post and i think that part is cool brands will be able to see how hard the partnerships are working for them or not so it's nice um and it also gives creators i think on the flip side more of a sense of legitimacy they have to have these labels attached to everything and you can see the brands that they've worked with so it could help them build their rolodex or whatever the digital equivalent is of that so not rolodex yeah <laughs> Digidex? I don't know. It's not huge huge news probably for most of our listeners, but if you dabble in influencer marketing, it's just good to know that this is happening. And we have one more piece of main news here. Nicole Farley has a write-up on TikTok's new smart performance campaign type in Search Engine Land this week. Sounds pretty familiar, and I don't like the sound of it. <laughs> Um, it says this leverages machine learning to optimize for best performance and marketing goals in order to reach the right people and maximize results. It's completely hands off with minimum input needed from advertisers to get started. Delicious. Through leveraging machine learning, getting started with smart performance campaign is as easy as it sounds. All you need is a marketing objective, budget, country, and creative assets to get started. So this sounds a lot like Pmax to me, and I hate it. It's really going to help TikTok generate some revenue, though, and then maybe they'll do cool stuff with all that money. I don't know. Why is everything lining. smart performance? And then they're even trying, I feel like they're even trying to personify it like they did with Mr. Pmax. By call they keep saying smart performance campaign, like it's a th a person, not like a thing. You know what I mean? You know, an SBC? Yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, funny. It's like cyclical. Like every five years, there'll be something like that. I remember when there were uh, lookalike audiences, right? And that oh, was yeah. big for Facebook. And then Twitter came out with tailored audiences. And Google's got similar audiences. Everything's like, oh. And you know, it's, it's shopping, advantage shopping plus and performance max and smart performance. It's, it's a lot to remember. This is like the almost the most generic version of one of these smart campaigns yet <laughs> smart performance yeah it's like they're like oh well you're not using smart shopping anymore we're just gonna borrow the performance and we'll just blend the two yeah everything's worth a test they have like case studies in here about how this is lowering people's cpa and doing amazing things so if you're an advertiser on tiktok give it a shot let us know how it works for you i just hate that everything is smart performance um, these will be globally available for android app promotion campaigns at the end of the month and then Everything else is going to be rolling out later this year for iOS and website campaigns. So stay tuned for updates there. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call.
This week's Take of the Week comes from Tony Zara, at Tony Zara on Twitter. Tony says, We've worked with Google's PMAX long enough to call out a hard lesson. PMAX is designed to fill Google remnant inventory at the expense of advertiser performance. There is no more doubt. Snaps for Tony. I mean, I think that's pretty clear that you show up for everything. You show up for your brand, you show up for remarketing, you show up for competitors, you show up for whatever you want and you have no say in it. So I, that's great. It's actually a lot of back and forth on that. Most people are in agreement. I think uh, Mike Ryan um, had a, I guess, a, a little bit different view there. He says, I feel you, yet there is doubt by design. Many Google PMs have gone on record saying that the black box is intended to obscure agitating details for the good of the advertiser. The only way to get a sense would be a geo-split test, more inclusive and more exclusive setups. I disagree with Mike Ryan, but I think we know that. We should get that PMAX roundtable going back up, get him on. Uh, PPC Greg said, same thought IMO when they force converted all TrueView for action to video action campaigns as part of the auto upgrade. Campaigns that are opted out of Google Video Partners and YouTube search will be updated and include those networks. See it all the time. They're here for profits and PMAX. It's going to be good for them. We're good for those numbies. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI, people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. ICYMI, people, from power listener Sarah Steeman at RunnerKick on Twitter. She says, so I opted into automatically created assets in Google and the headlines Google generates are longer than the 30 character limit. So little incentive for switching maybe. maybe. No, no. So if Google can't <laughs> stick to the character limits, why should I have to? I was like stressing over a 30 character headline limit today. Like so stupid. Yours is probably relevant to the query. Yeah, you get 30 characters, but it's like click for the website. <laughs> <laughs> click this link. <laughs> Let us know how it performs, Sarah. Thanks. No matter where you are on your SEO journey, we have the perfect SEO podcast for you. Wix's Serps Up podcast helps you separate SEO fact from fiction. And we are huge fans, right, Greg? 100%. So disclaimer, I thought that this podcast wasn't going to be that great when I started listening. <laughs> I like Morty. It's just, you know me, SEO can get, it can get a little heavy and just a little much. And I only know Morty from Twitter. Well, I know him from Edge of the Web. SEO I haven't heard him there. So I was so, like, he's really fun. Yes. But it's just like SEO can be a lot. And Morty can be a lot. L love you, Morty. <laughs> Crystal yeah. is phenomenal. She's fantastic. She balances him out perfectly. She's a yin to his yang. And I'm just listening. I don't think she has the, the, oh, the word um in her vernacular. And she could just put them right in place. And it was like so good, the dynamic of the two. And you can just hear the smile in her voice. And like, it's so well produced. Like yeah. And it's like you hear the surf music and everything. And it's it's phenomenal. Yes. And I think that's one thing that we probably do a little bit lighter on here is really dive into Being the nitty gritty. Phenomenal. Being what? Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. No, we barely touch that. But on the SEO side. So if you want more SEO, listen to this show. And when you're done, line this up for your next listen. If you like this show, 
you will love this podcast. Serps up. Mm -hmm. So again, it is Crystal Carter and Morty Oberstein from the Wix team. And they're also joined by a lot of fun people from the SEO community. They have new episodes every week. This last one was about AI content writers. It was a really fun one. You'd like it. Tune into the show on the Wix SEO Learning Hub at wix.com slash SEO slash learn slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out the rest of the Wix SEO Learning Hub. They've been working really hard on it and they have a lot of great resources there for anyone interested in learning more about SEO. And that is at wix.com slash SEO slash learn. And it's going to be what will help you. The content, unbelievable. User first, listen to that one. Everybody should be doing it. It is what SEOs don't talk about a lot and they should be. Love it. Serps up. Thank you, Wix. Now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week, this almost could have been another main news story, but we just had so many. Google Ads is launching a new content suitability center. Suitability is a terrible word to spell, to say. I'm going to have to say it a few times here, but it's basically like Brand safety, content exclusions. If you've ever had to police that in your Google Ads account, you know you set it at the account level, the campaign level. If you have placement exclusions, those are at the campaign level. It's all over the place and it's really chaotic. This is trying to fix that and bring those settings together for YouTube and display network campaigns so they're all in one place. So first, it's like it's a new tab and it says content suitability. Um, and from there, you can select between limited, standard, or expanded inventory. These are something you should have seen before in the account level and cover your preferences for various sensitive themes like profanity, violence, etc. You've probably seen these in your account. I think you're automatically opted into standard. Um, and from there, you can get more nuance. So it says a body positive brand may prefer to exclude diet regimen or weight loss content, while luxury brand may prefer not to appear alongside content about sales or bargain hauls. I thought they were going to use that as an opportunity to talk about Skechers again, like their <laughs> last presentation, but they didn't. So should we stop talking about like keto? <laughs> Do you want to? <laughs> I, don't I mean, we need to advertise. You're the face of keto. Oh man, keto's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't specifically say this in the article, but in the screenshot, you can see you pick one of those categories and then under that, you can have like placement exclusions in here too. So, and then it's going to apply to all of your campaigns in your account. So it's just one hub to manage all of it. It's going to make a lot more sense. Um, yeah, it says once you have design, uh, designated your preferences at the account level, Google Ads will now automatically apply these to your future campaigns. This seems like a big help. I like this a lot. PPC Greg has a screenshot from Google Ads. He says, new to me. You can see auction insights on specific keywords. This is really confusing unless you're looking at it. He's in the keyword report. He has one of the keywords selected. And from there, he has the option to click and look at auction insights. But there's like no other way to look at this. It's very confusing to me. But thank you, PPC Greg. Can I just about PPC Greg? <laughs> no. I need to win the Yog this year. Or the, the Greg of the year. G-O-W. I ever think of that? G-O... T W, not W. Greg of the week. Why? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a W. It's been a week. <laughs> um, you can't disavow PPC Greg. Okay, I would He's never. still in the running. 
weren't there some like non-Gregs in the running too? Chris Ridley, I think. Was, or, <laughs> no, I don't know if Chris Ridley. I think he has Greg. I kind of think Mike Ryan should be in there. If <laughs> anyone can identify as Greg for the Yog, anyone can be G-O-T-Y. Mm-hmm. I feel like Christina from Discord is a, is a good Greg, too. Do you think so? Yeah. We'll have to ask her. Yeah. You can't just be gregging people without their consent. <laughs> well, she's got the Greg energy. <laughs> Google Ads announced three new columns that they're adding to reports. You're going to love this, Greg. Is there a disavow column? <laughs> the results <laughs> column. I don't, I also, are they getting rid of things? I don't think they are. Here we go. The results column shows the number of conversions you've received across your primary conversion actions for each of the standard goals in your account. So in your conversion column right now, you're only seeing the conversions you're optimizing for at the campaign level, unless you're opting into the account default goal. So now you're going to see everything in this results column. And then based on that results column, you can have a results value column. And then finally, there is a conversion goals column that will show the goals listed in your campaign level settings that drive performance. So I love that we're able to select at the campaign level what we're optimizing for. We just have so much now. Now we have primary conversion, secondary conversions, the conversion column, the all conversions column, the results column. It's just a lot to try to explain to people. It's a nice to have, though. But you also get it in all conversions. But that also includes yeah, your non-conversion. So yeah, like the names suck. Yeah, but the, I'm okay with this addition. I liked Moment Blast. <laughs> <laughs> Dario Zanoni spotted something really cool in Google Ads from the audience page. He has a notification that says. Insights about top performing, performing audience segments are coming your way. Once your campaign has enough performance data, you can view top audience segments on the insight page. You don't necessarily need to add audience segments for reporting now. Huge step in the right direction, but I don't know why we can't just see everything all the time. I mean, maybe we can get a column for it. And it's like you might see it. So. If you really want to see something, you should be opting, um, observing audiences still, but you might see things that you're not observing. Um, and then from his at Dario Zanoni Twitter account, he also asks um, if this means the ad audiences for observation recommendation will also disappear, but only time will tell. I got an email this week about updates to one of Google Ads' least helpful reports, the combinations report for responsive search ads. This says they will be adding new features to the report and showing assets like site links, callouts, and image assets, formerly extensions. As a result, starting January 15th, 2023, combinations will only be shown in the report for the current month as well as the preceding 11 months on an ongoing basis. Older combinations will be deleted. So if you want that data, you need to download it now. Cora announced video ads. You can use CPV or CPC bidding. They can be six to 30 seconds in length. More importantly, I'm now regularly forwarding my Cora Digest emails to Jessica Budd, and these are the last three subject lines that she received. Do narcissists ever care? Why did Ginny let Harry name his children such uninspiring names? What's better, SEO or PPC? Relevant. And what do KFC stores do with the leftover chicken? I think you just spoiled Harry <laughs> Potter for me. Oh, no! no! <laughs> I'm reading that to my children. You don't know who Ginny is. 10 out of 10, Jenny Karen. Weasley. You don't know her last name? No, it could be another Ginny. Marvin? 
<laughs> Wait, I don't want to spoil it for other people. We should believe it. <laughs> Can we talk about the chicken, though? Because the answer to that question was about what they did in the 70s. What do they do with leftover chicken? Mm-hmm. What do they do, make it across the road? They would... <laughs> get to the other side no they would take some of it to make into tomorrow's barbecue chicken so they would add sauce to old chicken and then the rest of it they would give to the employees friends at the end of the night i thought that was nice i learned so much from these emails <laughs> so much you've got more coming your way i feel terrible that i just spoiled harry potter <laughs> it just says why did Ginny let harry it's yeah like harry it met says sally his it children it, it says it. his no, children you don't know who the, the mother or father of is as pakistan Prisoner of Azkaban, how dare you? Okay, next up here we have David Herman in our new weekly segment, The F-Bads Corner. (laughs) This week he says, from at Herman Digital on Twitter, if you're wondering if it's you or all of us, yes. Facebook's ads manager has been a clunky, error-filled mess this week. Support is no help as they don't follow up on open tickets. Publisher works a quarter of the time. Lookalikes have stopped spending, and it's lagging and slow. And that was F Bad's corner with David Herman. Yeah, wait to see it while they with all these layoffs. Good yeah. luck. Chris Ridley has an update for us. He says, "I don't know who needs to see this, but Google Ads is now recommending account managers enable those auto-generated assets within their search campaign responsive search ads." So that was the update that Sarah was telling about earlier little hint you can't get longer headlines and next up from christina in our discord community she has a really funny one here she says another example of google shoving recommendation in random places this was on the billing summary page and it's a recommendation that says raise your budget (laughs) (laughs) on the billing page she said like great reminder to spend more when you're paying for it Google really understands context, That's don't not, they? I feel like they they like took one piece of advice from Neil. You know? <laughs> Neil Mohan from YouTube. Like, hey, <laughs> do you have any advice on how to get more money out of our advertisers? And he's like, yes, I do. And he just comes up with the most insanely idiotic option. You are out to get him. I love Neil. I'm okay. his biggest fan. Maybe Neil's having a bad year, too. <laughs> that one gave me a chuckle. What is happening in organic? All right. If you are going to be looking for the Hormel website in the near future, you might not find it because on Wednesday the 19th, Google released the October 2022 spam update. Oh my God. I didn't know where that was going. Right over my head. I wasn't looking at the notes. It's like the second Hormel joke in two months. (laughs) (laughs) Running on fumes. They're really excited about all the brand mentions. Uh, so that's rolling out on the on the 19th. This one to record. There's not a ton of information. If you want more information, follow Glenn Gabe at Glenn Gabe on Twitter and Lily Ray. And of course, Barry Schwartz uh, at Rusty Brick on Twitter. There'll be more there. Glenn Gabe, speaking of Glenn Gabe, he has a nice tweet about just some additional impact from the product reviews or the core update. He had some people pinging him. There's a whole bunch of just charts showing that some of the drops have gone back up and some of the ups have been back down. And we're actually going to get into it in the Must Read Marketing article of the week a little bit more. But check it out if you want to see some of those charts uh, from the most recent summer updates. And Google is replacing its webmaster guidelines 
with Google Search Essentials. So that term webmaster is being depreciated and disavowed across the board. It's now Search Essentials, and it seems like a little bit more pared down, but it's basically the same thing. From Barry Schwartz, Google local business listing, hear about this place. And I don't really get this. So it seems like this was seen on mobile and it's a feature to have Google search read details about the local business listing. So you could just hit it and it kind of turns into like a crappy podcast for you there. Just don't try to listen to it on YouTube. And from Adam DeFrisco at di underscore frisco seo power listener of the show he has a very nice chart here and says i see why am i cease and desist two of my sites in entirely different industries saw about a 35 percent increase in share voice for google images on september 27th and a slight decrease in product listings since i think we're seeing google push visual search in place of popular products and then it goes on to say that the images outranking the products our products themselves. So it's kind of strange, but if you have products and you see a little bit of a downtick, you might see an uptick in image and you still might be getting the traffic. And from Glenn Schmelzi in our Discord channel, he says, overall, it's a vote of confidence for Google's visualization tools, talking about Looker Studio. And he said, had to laugh though at how they announced the rebrand in this banner. When the banners at the top, it is in the Looker studio help section and it says looker studio is now looker studio find and replace baby where, where was that <laughs> it still says adwords all over the place <laughs> that's so true <laughs> all right well thank you glenn for that tidbit on look stud i still can't believe that they picked that for the name speaking of picks first losing week two and three 18 10 on the year i've got carolina plus 11 detroit dallas under 49 tennessee minus two and a half jets denver over 39 and a half seattle and the chargers under 51.5 and that's it in organic what's happening in social bud more sports every time she needs a transition now from your <laughs> what you supposed that was to good say though, right? over in social okay I don't know what to do with that. Under. <laughs> I, I, under. That's how I am. Okay. Uh, what I was going to start with was move over MySpace from. Oh, that was a really good one. <laughs> it has nothing to I'm, do with the sport. I'm sorry. I stepped on your joke. Can you do that one again? You were out of my top eight. People might still be like laughing uncontrollably. I am. <laughs> I'm going to say it again because I need to for the story. <laughs> Move over, MySpace. <laughs> Consider me moved. Consider me moved. <laughs> Alessandro Paluzzi saw that Instagram is working on adding the ability to add a song to your profile. Ooh, when I left my MySpace, the song was Summer School. Summer Girl by Jessica Andrews. Who's that? Country Queen. What was yours? Uh, Bitch by Meredith Brooks. <laughs> Greg, were you too old? Uh, it was probably, probably something we did. Probably electric sex. You probably had a .edu when you were already on Facebook. 
move over, MySpace. Meta proceeds to sell Jiffy's global operations after letting go of battle with regulator. And that is from the digital information world. You can read that article yourself. Do you think they'll be able to keep Giffy? <laughs> Hard G's. Garbage. <clears throat> Garbage. <laughs> nice. All right. Do you, any of you remember the human Sentai pad episode of South Park? <sighs> yes. Okay. TikTok isn't playing nice either. From Matt Navarra, TikTok is changing their terms of service on November 23rd. Shared a screenshot of changes to said terms of service, which end with, if you do not agree to agree to our changes, you need to stop using TikTok. <laughs> Okay, mom. Thanks. <laughs> I love that. It's like you got all these lawyers, and then somebody's like snuck this in. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what? Just you know, like, yeah, stop. <laughs> I love the verbiage. I love the attitude. I love all of it. If you don't like it, you can starve. You need to stop using TikTok. I, I feel like the people understand that, though. It's good. Well, why wouldn't you say disagree and then shut the app off? You can't. You can agree, you can learn more, or you can be reminded later. Get, I know. <laughs> you should have an option that says get lost or scram. <laughs> uninstall, baby. All right. <clears throat> but don't uninstall yet because according to TechCrunch, TikTok is launching a new feature called Profile Kit, which gives creators an option to display up to six videos on another site. They're partnering with guess who link tree to do it it's a nice way to show off your stuff and if you really want to show off your stuff the platform is making several updates to their live stream functionality including enabling adult only streams Ooh. on the flip side they are also taking measures to restrict kids from going live themselves kids is a loose definition currently only 16 and 17 year olds the only people under 18 um, are allowed to go live but this was made for northwest anymore. the bank no Kim oh, the child. West daughter, like last year, she has a joint account with her mom and she went live and Kim's like, turn that off. Like she didn't know. It was really bad. Being a mom? Yeah. I would hate if someone yeah. live streamed me being a mom. She's like sitting in her bed watching crime shows. <laughs> just like the rest of the stars. They're just like us. All right, keeping it talk here. Their parent company really wants to put the dance and bite dance. They are currently negotiating with record labels in an attempt to expand their music streaming service globally with plans to compete with Spotify in an experience that would be directly integrated with the TikTok app. You have thoughts? No, I was going to say you really put the okay in joke there. Listen, <laughs> move over MySpace. Just Bud is here. Um, it sounds like there is a long way to go on this still, but it's an interesting move. Between this and last week's news that they're coming for Amazon, we talked about how they're not afraid to lose a little money for their greater good, so they may be disrupting things. We'll see. Uh, Twitter is launching a new Link Spotlight CTA button for professional account profiles. There's a bunch of different CTA options you could choose, like Listen Now, Book an Appointment, Stream Live, a couple more, so you can check that out. And closing out social here, Speaking of Northwest, her father, Kanye, is set to acquire Parler. According to TechCrunch, the platform has, quote, agreed to sell fully to West, but the social network will continue to receive technical support from Parliament Technologies, which he's not going to do it himself, so that's fine. Um, the deal is expected to close in the it says ongoing quarter. I'm assuming that's supposed to say upcoming, but I copy-pasted from the article, so who knows. Anyway, that's happening. 
And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. Working hard for me this week, it was actually executed a few weeks ago, but Jessica Lee Bud um, with Jill and Maggie from our team kind of reinvented our new client onboarding process. So we have like a project management board already set up with the tasks ready and steps for all the individual tasks. And we have this beautiful client questionnaire survey that we're sending out to everyone ahead of the um, kickoff meeting to get information ahead of it. And it's just making my life a lot easier right now because I have a new client that I'm onboarding and it's just been a beautiful process. So thank you, Jess Bud. You're welcome. Greg, what about you? All right. So something that was hardly working this week was GA4 for me. I was trying to just remove some bot traffic and I was trying to just make it so I could sort by sessions that had over a second. And I forgot that there's no time in GA4 and it's all about engagement. And it's like, I don't really want engagement because that takes in shopping, like shopping attributes and things. It's like the engagement GA4 isn't time on site. And so I just, I'm like, you know what? Just go back to UA and figure it out and just do it that way. So I did it that way. Don't you hate that? It's so annoying. And there's some things that even UA can't figure out. Like if you have two different goals and you want to like combine them and look at conversion rate for multiple forms, things like that. But working hard for me this week, the percent change calculator. This is like a cool tool bonus. It's called omnicalculator.com slash math slash percentage change. We can share that with you all. The URL is really working hard too, but it's just nice. You could put in numbers and see, obviously anyone can subtract and do the difference, but it'll calculate the percentage of change too, which is really great when you're trying to aggregate data and send it back to a client. So working hard. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is Keyword Surfer, and it's a Chrome extension that was mentioned in a list from a latest release by way of our buddy Luke over in Discord. This thing helps you do keyword research and competitor research right in the SERPs. You just perform a Google search like you normally would, and the extension will grab search volume and CPC for that term while also displaying estimated traffic and word count for each of the results below. It'll generate a list of keyword ideas for you too right there in the SERPs. And if you have the ideas flowing and you want to start writing, they have a content editor feature that you can use to help create outlines for your new piece based on the data. It serves that up for you. It's really awesome. Cool stuff. Again, that is Keyword Surfer. And as always, we'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord, community.marketingoclock.com. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Glenn Gabe over on GSQI. Dot com and Glenn, the title of his article is about as long as other people's just normal articles. It's <laughs> Google's September 2022 Broad Core Product Reviews Update, uh, parentheses, BC Pro, and parentheses, the complexity and confusion when major algorithm updates overlap. Before we get into it, I didn't know we were calling it the BC Pro. It's just a Broad Core Product Reviews, a Broad Core mixed with product reviews update. 
Because it all was at the same time. I like an acronym when I can have one. So I think it would be better if it was product reviews update and then broad at the end. Probe. <laughs> it's the probe update. I don't think anybody else likes that. No? You don't like the word probe? Not. <laughs> Why are you trying to trigger me today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probe. <laughs> BC probe? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Um, he has a bunch of fun items in here like Glenn always does. He says, if you're an SEO history buff, then you might not know that algo sandwiches are not new for Google, just rare, pun intended. He's talking about the peng panda, penguin, panda update. But anyway, talks about <laughs> visualizing the confusion, how to tell if it's a Broadcore update, the product reviews update. Uh, the overlapping of major algorithm updates that you shouldn't assume it's the pro. It could be the broad core. Look at things, all the trending issues out there, and it's got a bunch of Twitter threads going on. Um, some of the tremors, and then the helpful content update and some negative impact for sites. So this has been a very tumultuous time in the SERPs here this summer, this summer to fall with all these different updates. Um, and we didn't even talk really about the helpful content update to the very end there. So if you have any questions, this is the go-to article. Glenn is the go-to guy. Thank you, Glenn. And now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Jess, what are you adding to the playlist this week? I cannot stop listening to the song Leviathan by G.E.C. Interesting. I'm tired of hiding who I am. I have been listening to Taylor Swift all week because I'm excited about the new album. So I will be adding Paper Rings and you can expect a Taylor Swift song for many weeks to come. Thank you. Prove Greg, <laughs> what will you be adding? Well, I'm going to add a new stipulation. We we need to get interns in and we need to break our pl our playlist up because the, the current way it is is unlistenable. We need to have... Your no, you have playlist. to shuffle it. Yeah, you definitely have to shuffle no, it. No, it is. I, we are we are listening to it on the drive home, and like one of your, like a song from Glee came on after somebody, after like Slipknot. It's it's unlistenable. What do you expect? Yeah. This was your idea. Whose playlist is more popular? Mm. You By can't. Number of plays. You yes, can, can. I don't think you can see number of plays. You can just see followers. We'll see number of followers. I'm gonna have like two. Okay. Well, anyway. Well, my family listens to this podcast, so. Well, you know my what? Mom Not will after follow this week. Me. People that respect their ears are gonna like my pick this week. It's October by Broken Bells. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com/newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the Hack. This is a really exciting new segment. Um, it's called Shep's Definitive Ranking of Sports Naps. Woo! All right. This was inspired by a conversation at the lunch table. I have a lot of really strong opinions about what makes a good sports nap. Um, this is a nap that occurs when sports are on the television screen. It doesn't have to be a nap. It could be at bedtime. Um, so before I get to my list, I just wanted to go around the room and see what all of you think is the best sport to nap during. I'll start with you, Jess. Okay. We The only sport we watch in my family really is hockey, which I enjoy. So mm -hmm. I don't fall asleep to that. But I have fallen 
asleep at night to ESPN, whatever number I had to get up to to watch people play darts, like competitive darts. And it was so soothing. It was lovely. Okay. So it did put you to sleep? It did. It was nighttime though. It wasn't a nap, but it was like a bedtime, like QVC. Darts are not on my list. I win. Tables. What kind of sports nap do you like? I'm going to go with golf. It's usually at a really soothing place. You know, fabulous choice. The, the announcers are always like really calm. So yeah, golf. No arguments here, Greg. And so we're doing like hobbies kind of thing. Like anything counts. Like athletic events and just things. Was yeah, like podcasting like... be a sport? <laughs> you fall, you fall asleep, asleep right when now. you listen to other podcasters. No, when it's chefs shooting the heck ideas. <laughs> 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 All right, no, I don't know if this would be considered a sport. <clears throat> dog shows. If oh, you ever fallen asleep yeah. during a dog show. You wake up and it's just the best thing ever to wake up to. You got a little dog dancing around. You're like, oh, did I miss the sporty sportsters? And you're like, no, it's just the little wizard dog section or whatever. You know what I mean? That's actually such a good take the Thanksgiving one when you Uh, mm. you wake up, watch the parade, eat like a sweet treat for breakfast, and then you take a nap before the afternoon chores. Not yeah. a donut. But you have uh, Peter Man or whatever with his soothing voice on that. It's great. That's mine. That's, That's a show. sport for the dogs. The dogs yeah. are the athlete. I athletes, recently so. watched a TikTok about a person who um, enters dog show competitions, but they're the dog. This is like the fourth time she said this. I don't understand <laughs> it what it times. is. <laughs> I'll have to show you. Okay, I'm just going to go through, and after each of my rankings, you can tell me what you think of my feedback. Okay, so I have five. Number five. And these are just the ones I watch the most. Don't watch. Sleep during. <laughs> Is basketball. For the win. Yes, sir. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's an exciting sport. You're pick. wrong. No, it's not. It's the worst on my list. It's still major You got to go one, one level further because there's basketball that's entertaining. And I'm going to isolate and get a lot of haters on this. Then there's basketball that sucks. Are you saying like college versus college. professional? Oh, I, mean, I disagree. You have 20 minutes to get a shot off in college. I think college is more fun. No, the shot clock, you, you don't do anything for 20 seconds. There's the like better time. stories. You know, can they're you so dribble? scrappy. You can dribble, but they just for dribble sleep. for 35 seconds. Their moms seconds. are in the crowd. Sometimes it's no. Julio Louis Dreyfus. I, I can't, college basketball is snooze fest. Okay. Well, this is why I think it's a really hard one. The squeaky shoes. Nothing ruins a basketball nap like those squeaking shoes. <laughs> you can't fall asleep. It's terrible. It's not a bad sound. Shop. Another problem with the basketball naps, they're often on ESPN and it'll be late at night. It'll be like this time of year and there'll be these spooky commercials and it ruins your sleep. They'll be really yeah. loud and all of a sudden there's people screaming like this is supposed to be a family show. Why do you think you can scare me? Yeah, or like you get a commercial and you're in the middle of it and Michael Myers is there. It's really what scary. You, like, it's spooky. Okay. I have like trauma from my childhood of like sleeping in my parents' bed and all of a sudden there's a spooky commercial on. Okay. Like Snickers? The horseless <laughs> no. headsman? Like that's a good commercial. The year the omen came out, I was not okay. I'm oh, telling you. like commercials for scary yes. movies. Yes. What did you think? Spooky commercials okay. like the horseless headsman for Snickers. You've no idea what I'm talking about. Another problem with basketball is it. I do understand it more than other sports. I think it makes a lot more sense. So like it kind of keeps me interested. Okay, next sport, I'm going to go with hockey. I actually have all pros on this list mostly, but I just don't watch it a lot. So it's like not ranking high. I don't have a lot of like fondness in my heart for hockey naps. But the pros are 
particularly in Buffalo, that guy's voice that used to be on all the time was really relaxing. Rick Jenneret? Yes. Mm-hmm. The screen is always like a really consistent white color. So you're not like roused out this of your is, seat. The ice, Greg. This is, this is, <laughs> this is maybe our worst segment. Ever. And then also, I know the least about it. So it puts me to sleep. And again, it's never on in my house. Okay, next. You don't have like NASCAR or something on here? That's you during the day. You have basketball and hockey. You think I'm going to fall asleep? Vroom, vroom. That's yeah. so yeah. loud. It just bores you right to sleep. I don't really? know. I, no, I, it's okay. not about okay. boring. Okay. It's about the sounds. Okay, what's number That's what's worse number than Squeaky Sneaker. Three, UFC? Okay, number three, <laughs> surprisingly in the middle of my list, is football. I thought it was going to rank higher, but it didn't. absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) I thought it was going to be really high up, but it's honestly not that premium when you lay it all out. The pros are it's really, really long in the time of day, 1 p.m., great nap time. Cons, there's music all over the place. They're always trying to, like, do so much with it. That Fox music. Joe Buck is, like, always harassing me. And the commercials, there's so many commercials, and the volume will be louder than the show, and it ruins your nap. Okay. Any questions? It's also football. People get more excited watching football. I can't believe you can fall asleep with the people around you cheering. Yeah, sometimes they're in another room or another. they're at the game. Okay, number six, baseball. Hard hit into right. The wall. Tie game. <laughs> it's usually on at night, so it's more of a nighttime nap, more of like a bedtime. No, a nighttime nap, a.k.a. <laughs> Going to sleep. <laughs> it's so boring. You're just waiting for something to happen the whole time. It can go on for so long. There's something so relaxing about like those playoff October games late at night. Like, you know, the people in the crowd are so cold. Spooky and you're commercials, in though. But yes, that's my con. Spooky commercials. Always spooky commercials during playoff baseball. Okay, soccer. Uh, in soccer Europe. the first thing It's really sense. good. Oh, no. What number is so this? A really good what? nap. Oh, really good nap. There's no commercials except for halftime. It's is that again, true? In um, the queen's home, yes. I don't nap They there. also pause for her death. Respect. Um, the British voices are so relaxing. And again, the consistency with the color of the screen really aids a nap. Um, it's gr- a great experience all around. I have no cons, but it's still not number one. Jess, can you believe she put <laughs> basketball, baseball, football, and hockey on this list? The only one in there that remotely makes sense is, I guess, baseball, maybe? I, I feel like she's just naming sports. You don't think soccer's a good so, I guess soccer, soccer makes sense. Okay. But you could easily say, hey, it's one of those long swimming things. Who could sit there oh, and watch yeah. somebody swim back and forth 46 That's times exciting. on That's exciting. Cornhole. Is that the underwater cornhole? You can fall you don't even know cornhole. You don't even know who's, who's where on it. Another one is any of those Olympic cross-country skiing, especially when they have the guns and stuff. It's like, I don't even know what's going on. I'm going to fall asleep. That is such a rare experience. You Figure don't skating. Golf. Golf. golf is my number one. You cut me off. Oh, sorry. I thought that number was one golf. You can't beat it for all the reasons okay. table set. I, uh, I don't okay. even need to say why. Whispering. Right, golf and soccer. This segment is a whole one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is your definitive ranking of sports naps. Feel free to reach out to me at Chepzer and Health if you have any questions. Yeah, next time you're tired, fire up some <laughs> hockey, football, basketball, and just take a nap. There's nothing like a sports nap. We'll see you next week. <laughs>